What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 155 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your leader of the Super GG Saints, and all-around okay guy, Eric Getty Gettinger, with me until he dies, and we have to go save him, our own Johnny Gat of the podcast, Alex Arona. Hell yeah, I'm Johnny Gat, except, I mean, you wrote this, I get it, he's a cool guy, but I... I, f- I finished the game. I can dance. I can dance. Okay. You want me to write that down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Take note of it? I, I'm writing it down. Hold on. I got it. All right. Well, while Alex uh, writes that down, we're going to move over to the Chandi of the podcast. Joel DeWitt. You know, I don't really know too much about this character other than she had like a a very chill past and now she's very buttoned up like uh but i'll i'll take badass if i have the choice between the two Mm. all right i look forward to your uh oh thank you alex great that completely ruins my train of thought again i don't even (laughs) know why i bother trying to write stuff down that's why you i made you the host yeah so that this to me you go ahead and troll me fantastic uh, well, uh, looks like in a surprise turn of events, maybe not, not too surprising, but we're welcoming back Big Brother, the podcast, and our own Keith David of the crew, Phil Arona. Deceptions, mind games, and a street ball with the rowdy one? Sold. Yep. It's good stuff. No surprises this week, but plenty of spoilers. We're going to go in-depth with Saints Row 4. Uh, this week we also try and find Alien Waldo in Early Adopters and uh, Review Bomb the News. So get your homework ready, prepare your essays, my hombres. Essay! I wasn't going to say get your essays <laughs> ready, essays, so. We can say that. We can, we say, can. say that. Me and him? Yep. Okay, should do you want to? <laughs> no, we. I just right. did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a in a professional fashion. Oh, hombre! <clears throat> Get your essays, hombre! All right, there we go. I think now we can officially go back and re-record the entire beginning of the podcast. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games. Where where did I put that alien again? Was he over now, here? Listen, I, I know we're not recording on Twitch, so this gag isn't going to work very well, but maybe. Just maybe. Aliens. <laughs> Bill has messed up his hair to look like the guy from uh, the History Channel? Yeah, the Greek dude from History Channel, the aliens guy. I, I remember when that meme wasn't an ancient meme. <laughs> well, I just I, I just still can't believe the History Channel went that way. Oh, the History Channel is always about aliens or Nazis or Hitler's Nazis or wait no Hitler's aliens. Sorry, <laughs> but it wasn't. I mean, they were they were Hitler's Nazis too. To be well, fair. yes, but <laughs> there was a lot of going back and forth between the two. It's yes. a lot of weird stuff over in that area but yes i agree it's all history but you know what isn't history looking for aliens which we played this week good segue do you like where's waldo 
That's an open question. Anybody? I, I do. do. I had the books. Do you uh, do you like using your computer for non-work related activities? Sometimes. All the time. Well, well, let me tell you about looking for aliens then. <laughs> it is, if you will, imagine a uh, Where's Waldo game. So uh, you uh, have an entire screen filled with a bunch of characters uh, moving around. Not too much, but enough that it it makes it uh, a little interesting. The color palette. Uh, usually, it's kind of mute colors, but then there will be like a vibrant splash of purple or. I guess you could make an argument that it's a a darker pink around on some of the characters, some of the the items in the environment. But the goal here is to point and click and find every single one of the items that's on your checklist. Now, real quick, how fast for anybody did it before it devolved into just clicking? Like just clicking randomly? Yeah, I was doing that from the beginning. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I Okay, so... I'll tell you a little bit about my experience, and I expect everybody who played it, which is everybody, to tell me about theirs. So for me, I didn't uh, immediately do it when I got to the third map. Then it was like, oh, I'm going to have to click on every single one of these stupid tents, aren't I? It it really wasn't that bad. But the first couple of maps, I started clicking around, and I didn't realize that there was an additional category. Like, you had to find five aliens in the first area. Even if you completed all the other stuff on the checklist, you still had to find those five aliens before you could progress. They give you they give you these objectives, but some of the objectives don't appear until you actually like. I found that there were some objectives I didn't know, I didn't see automatically on my checklist until I was clicking on something, and then it would pop up being like, "Oh, you found this thing," and I'm like, "I didn't know that was a thing." So uh, that that's the one thing I, I can say is that I didn't feel like it was immediately clear what you were always looking for like it gave you like look for these three things but then there was also little side things that you could find um that would give you like bonus points so there mm-hmm. were uh, like bonus objectives it would seem like i didn't so are you talking about like the objectives on the bar at the bottom yeah okay so there is like the, i did find that you could scroll you can bar. yeah especially as you get further along in the third map it was just free for all there were so many items uh and aliens that you're supposed to locate in addition to the nine that are just scattered throughout the map all right i'm, I'm looking for more feedback what do you guys got did you find all the aliens yes that was that was the objective this week i i i probably 100 percent of this i actually think i went the reverse where the first map i like automatically just clicked everything but it wasn't when i got to the third map i thought that seems really daunting and it actually kind of upsets me how stressful that seems because the third map was so big mm-hmm. that i refused to click everything and then i kind of made it a point to uh sit down zoom in and slowly pan throughout the entire map that was me for like the third map. I just actually wanted to take y'all everything in because sometimes you know, sometimes this, like especially with like the Where's Wallo, you find like interesting stuff going on in the background. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know. So I just kind of wanted to look at everything else before I started really trying to click around. Yeah. I just wanted to see what everybody was doing. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think that like there is uh, fun interactables that aren't objective based um mm. like in the third uh, yeah. the third map it, it, it was like it is a it's an it, it does look like uh waldo style cartoonish drawings but you know there is um animation there and in the third one you're at a concert festival 
and just by clicking on stuff you would see uh, they would do a little bit of movement do a little bit of like an animation that was like generally kind of funny cute or uh, something else like that uh, and I, th- I think that that was where I was having fun there was a whole line of people who had to pee for the urinals that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. everybody um, dancing around waiting to get in there I, I don't know if you guys clicked dance. on some of the rocks and then it grew legs and it like walked around for a little bit yeah <laughs> yep that, that was very funny it's just a huge scavenger hunt yeah Come on, Joel, hit me. I need your I need your feedback here. I, I was hoping to slide under the radar there. No, um, I, I think you probably had uh, the standard experience, but maybe you encountered some things that were a little bit fun. Uh, would you use this as a, a gateway to have the kids explore some point-and-click adventures? I think that's a fair assessment on that front. Are you guys just trying to sell me on point-and-click adventures here? Is yes, that all we're doing? It's just literally it. We're condensing. We're condensing the genre <laughs> down in the pot until it just it gets to a, like a, a simmer at the bottom. Joel, if um, I wanted to do that, I would have given you Adventure Monkey Island. I, no, uh, Phil, we're trying to get him good ones. <laughs> hmm. That's, that's a okay. You can't, right you can't see what I'm doing in, on the podcast, but you see it. Well, I'm not. Well, I don't think it's a bad one. I just don't know if it's aged well. I played the other one. What was it? Um, which one did I play? The one where you're the There's tons of them. There's Grim like Fandango. Yeah, I played Grim Fandango, and that story ruled that that game was not f- that wasn't fun to 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 figure out. Oh, Monkey Island was great. Anyway, games are not meant to be fun. So. Point and click adventure is sort of generous here. It's not really so much of a overarching story. Like the story conceit is basically like aliens hosting a, a news broadcast and also taunting the fact that they're living among us everywhere and we're too dumb to notice so like it, it does have a funny premise in that way uh when it comes to the actual gameplay itself uh, a lot of my experience was the same starting out just sort of trying to figure out what was clickable in the first place and that's where you started that first level sort of doing scattershot everything but you find out pretty quickly that there are specific interactables some parts are like highlighted blue or different colors to indicate that they're an interactable object there'll be buildings and stuff where if you hit the doors they'll open uh one of the clues in the second area was trying to find i think a camera and the clue is like finding needles in a haystack Mm-hmm. And so you had to w- go across the entire farmland and try clicking every single haystack until you moved it and found it. So uh, pretty clever puzzles they give, uh, funny story writing. It, it is it, it is added to my wish list, so it is definitely something I'm interested in. Great news. It's already out. Yeah, it actually came out uh, December. I'll wait for a sale. <laughs> yeah, I think it came out uh, December, right? Uh, didn't get eyes on it but yeah this one is already out so if it's something that sounds interesting to you I wholeheartedly endorse looking for aliens especially if you want to look for aliens yeah like like Tom DeLonge I can't believe he found them why is this a reference man how did he find Uh, he, he apparently got super into Alien Area Fifty One stuff, right? Yep, the uh, the the second uh, guy in Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, and then he left, and he found, and he said he was going to find aliens, and everyone thought he was nuts, and then he found aliens. Okay, well, I don't know. That dude's never awake. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for sidetracking us. My segue was actually going to be 
unlike Looking for Aliens, here's a game that's not out yet, and that's Never Awake. Thank, thank you. So that, I'm going to keep my segue, and you can take yours, and you can put it in a ball, Throw it in the and trash. you can toss it out of here. Where was this energy last week? <laughs> you were flat. Dude, I was out of control last week. <laughs> I time. listened. I listened to the whole podcast, and you were low energy, Alex. I was out of control. <laughs> low energy, Alex. The original script had me making several threatening references to the UN. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't actually go with that, so... All right. We almost committed a war crime. <laughs> Podcast war crime. Last thing that we need right now. Okay, never awake. I uh, I would like to hear from Alex on this one. I feel like you could probably articulate it a little bit better than I can. Do uh, it. It's a side-scrolling bullet, bullet hell shooter that fits in a in a cartoonish realm that. that uh, these characters, despite being kind of like 2D side-scrolling, have a depth to them that makes it uh, 3D almost. They do have they they do a fully what look to be fully animated in 3D, which is very cool. And then on top of that, the the premise is that you have a certain number of souls that you're supposed to be gathering from defeating defeating enemies. And once you reach your limit, then you can then you can you beat the level. But if you don't, uh, it'll just the level will restart and it'll say loop number two or loop number three, and you can keep going in the loop until you actually. Because if you are entranced in this bullet hell, more more often than not, you're just trying to survive, not necessarily uh, kill everything. So in that case, you may need to just try to survive and kill when you're safe. And that's why you can do multiple loops. It doesn't penalize you for not getting the amount of souls on the first run. Also, good. I was going to say, is the conceit of this whole thing is that it's a nightmare space. Yes. And that everything's basically like a caricature of like, um, of like things that the child saw during the day. Like, uh, what was that movie? Inside Out, the Pixar movie? Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't quite like that, but I mean, you could. I could have missed that one. I mean, it's like you're when you're having a dream, and um, when you're having when you're having a dream, things just are like hyper um, surreal, I guess. And yeah. that's what all the the characters are like. If you're fighting like someone who like upset her, and you get like these uh, very like twisted versions of her classmates and stuff like that, or weird objects from school. You know what I mean? Hmm. Okay, that I again I didn't gather that, but that's that that's that's good that you noticed that. I know I fought some wasabi. <sighs> I did see wasabi. That one I did. Yeah. It's a fairly well rendered game. I mean it I mean the the art is absolutely gorgeous. I was digging the music. I mean I, I can't wait till the full version comes out. Yeah, and and uh it's it's got it's got the music that I like, which is that like chill chill wave type vibes. Yeah and uh, that's where I was like, okay, this is so, this already sold me because the music is awesome. Um, and then uh, you, your character is in a hospital uh, asleep, and the levels are basically things that are kind of mentally tying her down. So like her, there'll be there's like a bracelet on her ankles, and each notch on the bracelet is a level that as you beat it, you can un- get her free. And eventually, I've, I the goal is to wake her up from what seems like a coma. It's worth mentioning, at least visually, like it is a great looking game, but it is very on the dark side. 
it is very bizarre odd and strange stuff uh definitely more going towards like that that grotesque kind of look in a lot of spaces uh the month the boss actually uh i was found myself uh enjoying it but i was might just be because it's a demo thing but it felt a little easy like uh I expect it to be a little more challenging, but then again, that probably ties back to the type of game it is. It isn't, I don't take it as purely like a bowl of hell like you normally expect it. It is clearly more about just uh, gradually getting to a, almost a finish line rather than getting to an end level kind of thing. It's it gets almost progressively like, harder. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost like, eh, yeah. <laughs> the first couple of stages were very like, nothing was firing at you, enemies were moving moderately and then uh, as you got towards that last stage it was a boss fight and it was more aggressive than the other ads that you saw before hmm well either way that wasn't really meant as a slight it's just a distinction the uh i did find it interesting that you could actually shoot the projectiles to knock them away yeah, I don't know yeah. if anybody else. I, I yeah. found that a nice sort of way to mitigate the difficulty in that sense. So I, it's this is another one. I'm interested in trying it. I, I think it looks really cool. Um, and it's it's been a while since I've had a good bullet hell game. So I do need to throw in there, Joel. You know that compared to Elden Ring, other games are going to be easier. Okay. I mean, you're at the the <laughs> pinnacle of greatness right now, and you're bashing your head against a wall. Other games are going to be like, oh, well, that was surprisingly not difficult. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so he's got your Joel, number there, Joel. Joel got so, Elden Ring. Joel got so Elden Ring. Elden, Elden Ring is cracking the code. That's <laughs> that's. I I can now see the uh, the ones and zeros and that's <laughs> making making you good by playing it. <laughs> the Matrix game of the year 2022. I think people should check out uh, Never Awake, and I I will uh, champion this one as. Uh, as when I felt like I, I just I liked it. I liked the whole vibe. The vibe mm-hmm. is where I'm at, and uh, it felt good. Yep, definitely a lot of story in there too. Your character being in a coma and this, the stages and everything being a way to hopefully help wake them up, so that maybe they are awake eventually. Uh, very clever, and I get the feeling that this game's going to play with my emotions a lot. So I'm. I'm down for a good cry. It's been like 20 minutes. It's been longer than that. <laughs> We've been recording for at least 21 minutes, so I definitely haven't cried since we started. I've cried twice. Really? Single tears don't count. <laughs> Why not? Or crying on the inside. Because I said so. It's really strange to think that this is all just a dream. So let's get metaphysical with a break. Hey, news. Our Apple rating is just fine. As to say, but I've also spammed it with like three accounts that I've made up just to (sighs) give us an okay rating. That's not really cool. Don't tell anybody. 
You just <laughs> you just did. Rate and review us, guys, on iTunes and all your podcast services. Yes, please yes. go to iTunes right now and formulate an opinion based on the first 20 minutes of this podcast. Please. Be sure to visit YouTube, uh, Super GG Radio on YouTube, and be sure to like and subscribe. Yep, rate, rate us on Apple so you can tamp down those fraudulent ones and we can have plausible deniability. And Perfect. we're on Twitch, I guess? I don't know Twitch? how... I don't know that Twitch is a thing. Uh, I, we, right now we currently have two streamers trying to get the third one, Getty. <laughs> I don't understand most of the words that you just said at me, so I'm going to jump into the news. We've got some rumors that Uncharted is coming to the PC. That's a personal computer. And that's the Uncharted collection. Uh, re- the ones that just came out were, um, four and the legacy, uh, the, uh, lost legacy mm. so those two are already on there and they're saying the trilogy is next yes the original first three not bad those are good games they are enjoyable if not completely insane and uh, yeah just completely bonkers I don't know what else to say and yeah, this is through um, you know data mining through Steam that like there was a net, there was a hidden entry for uh, Uncharted, the Uncharted collection. So, hmm, interesting. Okay, but speaking of Steam, now that wasn't good. Never mind. Let's let's rewind. <laughs> no, it's too late. Whatever. Tunic, Tunic, which we played on the podcast, goes 1.0 today. And. and- yeah. And it's on Game Pass. Hell yeah. And nice. And Far Changing Tides. Also on Game Pass. Uh we played uh Far Shores, the first game. And this is the second this is the sequel. Um mm. so we played it and reviewed it on our website, superTGradio.com. <laughs> the first game, not the second game. Maybe I'll review the second game as well. Maybe it- he will. If if they're listening, there's a good chance that they're already aware of where they didn't find this. <laughs> no, you can't prove that. What if I just put this on at my desk at work, and then people will be like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" And then it's just dropping, dropping all those names, all those websites and stuff on the internet. Twitter.com/slash/superggradio. See, yeah. look at this shameless promotion. It's Shameless a real morale self-pro- booster, huh? Yeah. <laughs> makes me feel good. You know what else? <laughs> We're close to 300 followers on Twitter. You know what else makes me feel good? Well, during the break, we talked about Elden Ring for uh, a bit here, but Elden Ring sells 1 million units? Units? Yep. Are there we call it? In mm-hmm. Japan, 12 million worldwide, and will expand outside of the game. What, How? What the f does this mean? It, <laughs> well, this is probably it's more that they're uh, from software hasn't really done a hasn't had like a mainstream hit, and now they're they're borderline like doing close to Call of Duty numbers. So that's like just a big uh, like surprise to so a lot of people. Expand outside of the game. Is this that joke that I made of like a three thousand page lore book written by George R. R. Martin in his blood? Um, I don't think it's that far, but there's there's talks of like other things that would come out of this. 
action. Oh, figures. you mean like a uh, Disney Nintendo Land? So they're gonna have like a uh, you know amusement park, Elden Ring, you know, get good or die kind of thing. That sounds awful. Strapping backpacks to cats with copies of the game inside of it for marketing. Uh- um, I was gonna say maybe some short films, but I don't know what you guys you guys got of other ideas that I, I don't Netflix know. anime series, a yeah. comic book. The merry-go-round's gonna be insane. Not written by anybody, a, you know. So. They made a Bloodborne comic, so I could see that. Uh, unleashing the, packs of stray dogs into Joel's town with Elden Ring written on their back. I mean, the internet will buy anything nowadays, just like Joel will. That's that's just a lie. <laughs> Remember that year where he didn't buy any video games? Yeah, that was a that was a long year. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, four months. You, it was longer than four months. He made it like uh, six months in. I want to say there were a couple of technicalities, but yeah, yeah, it took me a while to crack. Working those loopholes, you know, buy a gift card for your kids and then use that gift card to buy games for yourself, but you're and technically that's, that's, not spending your money because <laughs> <laughs> that that's a exaggeration. That's a lie. I I know, <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds funny, and uh, the internet loves funny stuff. <clears throat> speaking of Nintendo Land, oh, you want me to jump to that point? Yes. In the news. Yes. You want me to go to the okay? So speaking of Nintendo Land. Nintendo Park is coming to Universal in Hollywood. Right next to Elden Ring Land. There... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was already talks, of course, of it coming to the Florida one, too. But oh. that was further down the line. So hmm. what is included in this Mario Park? Uh, obviously the Mario Kart. There's AR games where you get like a bracelet that you will walk around the park and by visiting certain things, you will collect coins and with enough coins, you can get a prize, but you have to like actually actively engage with the the things in the park. Does it require jumping? Uh, I think so, yes. How many Koopa Troopers do I have to defeat? Um, that seems mean and genocidal. I don't make the rules, I just play the game, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so th- that's, uh, that's the current conversation. They're going to do a lot of just the porting over from mm. uh, Japan. Because Japan's been there for like a year and a half now. Okay. I'm pretty sure Japan's been there for a lot longer. I hate you guys. (laughs) Maybe. There's no physical evidence to prove that one way or the other. So next piece of news, Devolver co-founder starting a dev team for making games for mental health called Deep Well. There is not a lot of details on this one yet, just that the fact that there are uh, there's a developer that's trying to make games like that that are for coming. positive mental health. Yeah, okay. Good on them. Yeah. Awareness is key. Hmm. There was a good game uh, that I had called uh, Kind Words, where you just send yourself, uh, you send people uh, nice letters, and they send you nice letters back. Um, that was that's like a really fun game. That's just like mo- it's it's, it's just, the problem is that it's got to be like heavily moderated. Hmm. Yeah. Because that could turn dark real quick. But it, from my understanding, they kept it really clean and really nice and positive. So uh, stuff like that, I feel like, can be uh, can really do some good for people. Definitely. All right. I don't know if this de- this uh, means that it's going to do good for people. It's probably going to give people nightmares. But Dead Space Remake 
set for 2023. What kind of nightmares do you hope to experience the next year? I mean, I played the first one. So I kind of know what that horror is to experience. Body horrors. That's the second one. Little shop of. Uh, I'm just ready to like everyone just to hate on Isaac. And he's just not going to say anything. And everyone's going to be like, hey, Isaac, why don't you shut up? He didn't say anything. Isaac said nothing. Wait, why would he? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yes. Throughout all the games. Weird. He doesn't talk until the third one? No, he talks in the second one. But but it's mostly just him swearing like, oh, god damn it. Yes, and, but the but the comedy is that everybody just kind of yells at Isaac and just be like, Isaac, God, you're such a piece of shit. And he's like, what, what, what? And then you just kind of keep saving the day and everyone's like, man, you are such a loser. The the, the first one, he's like, it, yeah, exactly. Everybody's like, hey, why aren't you fixing this? You're the repair guy. Go fix this. And he's, he just goes and he does it. No thanks from anyone. No, hey, there's aliens killing everyone. Oh, my God. Just, like, go do your job, man. <laughs> kind of how I feel after the last couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, there's blood everywhere. You doing your job? Okay. Rant done. Is there a cleanup to tell? Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to mention that game. So, uh, something that I saw on the internet uh, earlier in the week, Horizon Forgotten West, only 13% of players have finished that game Hmm. A lot of people got distracted. Yeah, my understanding. Just, just a little bit distracted, but, uh, I mean, this is uh, something that I hadn't considered. I don't know about you guys, but knowing that the developer can go on anytime for the games that have trophies and mm-hmm. achievements, and being able to see like what uh, percentage of people are actually completing their game, I think this is actually a a good resource or tool for trying to figure out what. Uh, what people enjoy, not necessarily, I guess you could also use it as a measure for what's difficult in the game that you've uh, established, but it's just weird to me that, uh, you know, 13% seems kind of low. You think it's directly related to Elden Ring? I mean, that was kind of the bit when it came to the first game was that... Um, uh, Horizon came out, and then the next week, uh, Breath of the Wild came out and ate its lunch. Mm. That's so, right. I mean, oh, yeah, that's so a that lot of people have kind of felt like that, um, almost bad for it, just because it's like again, this was that situation that was like, oh man, this is gonna be great, and the praise about it was very good. But I feel like there, uh, I feel like there has been like a diminishing return on it. Like people have kind of started. Um, you think just it's kind of turning on it a little bit. They're like, yeah, you know, Horizon actually had a, quite a few flaws. And it's like, wait, you didn't say that before. Bad timing on the release then? I I totally botched it too. It's Forbidden West. You guys didn't fix that. How no. dare you? I mean... How dare you're, you? You're host and editor. I don't know what you're expecting. I don't edit anything. This is... <laughs> this is trash. This okay, is a, you're drunk. This is a you're drunk with power. Fight. I'm not drunk on anything. I And on cheese. <laughs> Oh, God, I could use some cheese right now. Do we have time for me to go grab some cheese? No, we got more news. The the What the Dub people are making a Rift Tracks game in May 2022. So that's that's just a couple months away. How is this going to be how, different 
from so, what the uh, how how yeah how would you pull that off? Is that gonna be like the make your own music video thing? No, okay, so the way you play what the dub is that you will see an old timey movie. Some, a lot of times black and white, but they'll be of color, and they will say a line, and then you are uh, you are supposed to finish the scene with your own comedic line, and it also includes very funny like sound effects, honka honkas, and s- swear bleeps, and you can swear, and you know the Microsoft Sam voice will read it back for you, so it's even funnier to hear like this robotic micro- Microsoft Sam voice mouth the words as the scene is mouthing like the what they're really trying to say. Uh, so that's like the fun of that game is just be putting in those silly ad libs. But now, you know, like Jackbox, if you can't think of a funny option, it'll say, uh, do you want us to suggest something? And usually those suck. Uh, but now uh, you have to think that they, the, hey, we'll suggest you something that we wrote ourselves. But the size of, okay, so what the dub is a scene and you're competing against others for that scene. When yes. I hear riff tracks, I think of like full length of something, not just a couple of lines. Right. It's going to be like an hour and a half of some, you know, easily licensed black and white cinema fodder. Do you think it'll be that size? No, it absolutely won't be. I think they've said that it's going to be the same format, but now uh, optional better writing. So you have the opportunity to get writing that could be from those guys themselves and i think that the microsoft sam voice will be replaced by some of those guys huh okay so they are directly involved but i i'm as 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 far as the capacity i think it's very similar to currently what you would see in what the dub okay so if following that train of thought are you then going to be the one recording your track because if that's that's the case then i can see that but I guess delivery, uh, your ability to perform might impact how how well you do competing with others, unless you're just doing it to have fun. I think that you guys are over- overthinking currently what the, the capability of the game is. It's literally just you type in on your phone, and then someone from the Rift Tracks got people, Crow or Mike, Nel- Mike Nelson or all them, will uh, read the line uh, for you, and then that's that's the and then everyone writes their own, and whoever has the funniest, you vote. I was going to say, what, what makes this good, this game good, is how rough around the edges it is. It is not yep. dusted up. It's not presentation-wise something special. It is just very bare bones. You're going to see this ancient clip of a movie or TV show. You caption it, and then vote. That's all it needs to be. And I, I think know. that that's what they're going to do again, but now you get uh, those the Rift Tracks people involved to both help with the writing if you need help finding a good idea or having them read it instead of that Microsoft Sam voice. Rift Traps is... It's the guys who, uh, when... Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yep. Yes, when that went under and they ended the show, the later half people, uh, not the original, not Joel, but like Mike Nelson, and those people kept going, but they, they wanted to play, they wanted to talk over newer movies, so to get around that licensing they would record themselves talking over the, like say the Harry Potter movies, but mm-hmm. they didn't put it over that movie. You had to go uh, <laughs> like pay $5 for an MP3 and then you would, they would give you a tone to sync it up with the movie. That's, that's really clever. I mean, of course mm-hmm. people instantly edited the movies together. You can download that illegally, but um, I have a couple of those. Them doing the X-Men movie was pretty good. Which one? Uh, the first one. 
Because there's like eight. Yeah, I know. They did the. I mean, I'm sure they did more, but I have them doing the first one. I have them doing a few Harry Potters, et cetera, et cetera. I, but the, the idea is still them. there, and that's the, the game is going to be just a simplified, for another version of what the dub. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough, and good for them. I mean, I'm a big fan of what they do. I love Mystery Science Theater 3000. Rift Tracks continues that that whole spirit. I mean, did you get I, into the I, new one? What new one? Oh, you don't know. They're they're like on a second or third season of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 with Pat. You Oswald. don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I, the only thing I catch now is uh, just the reruns that are on Pluto TV. Um, I don't watch the new series as well, just because I like the I like this. I was a second series guy. I like those people. Um, mm-hmm. I like Patton Oswalt. I just don't know if I want him in that capacity. Uh, he's the villain. Um, mm-hmm. So, but they they that show is still going. Interesting. Yep, it's under the official name and everything. I think they do it like on Twitch and stuff. They have a, there's a Twitch that's running it nonstop, I believe villains they have like a broader story outside of the movies they watch you, kind of you never watched the original show did you uh no this there's is a total stuff going spot. on there joel you gotta go yeah. back and watch all of it yeah the story was that they were they were being forced to watch those movies that's the only reason why they did it they didn't as an experiment this. all right joel gotcha. you got a piece of paper you got I, a piece of paper i could te- sure i've got one all right you ready yeah po- pokemon uh, what is it origins all right. That sounds familiar. JoJo's yep. Bizarre Adventure. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and then uh, Mystery, Mystery Science, Science Theater. Theater. Yep, Theater there you go. Okay. All right. Pluto TV has has the, a channel that's but just Mystery Science Theater Mystery Science Theater 3000 all day. Also, there's a bunch of them on YouTube, I'm sure. All right. Watch all that. Report back. <laughs> Not tonight. Sometime in the future. Oh, oh thank you. We're going to make yep. this a running joke. I'm going to add more more stuff that you need to follow up on. It's okay. You sure. got more blind spots than I thought, Joel. He's going to have that list like Captain America does. Mm-hmm. Yep. The list. Uh, I guess that'll take us to freebies. 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 So we have, oh, we have four here, but I don't know. Was there not one for the Epic Game Store? I feel like we'll... I think that they're back to a two-week stint and we already talked about that one last oh. week which was city skylines oh okay well it's still free yeah yes perfect okay i just try not to do repeats because there's a uh, one week where i listed like seven free steam games that are always free yeah so i just try to but, keep it new yeah you know just, just people get the word out there maybe they don't listen to that episode and they listen to this one whatever 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 uh we have little kite do you, me, do you want me to you want me to run these down with you uh yeah i'll i'll say it you tell me what it is three words or less all right little kite uh (laughs) i gotta give a warning uh this game is about a child and parents who are struggling with drug addiction and uh uh uh, what seems to be abusive relationship in this in what incoming divorce uh it is a point and click adventure at indie gala that's heavy it's it, it looks real heavy there's a whole warning uh, content warning beforehand so I, I just wanted to warn people i mean it looks interesting and it looks really grim but i mean i would i don't i would not want someone to grab it and then be like super hyped on it and, unless they understood what they were looking into maybe not a great introduction to the point clinch genre okay no. keep going last dream over at indie gala is uh it it is a cute old, like build your own jrpg game um the artwork it comes reminiscent of like the SNES. Um, oh, last dream, like Final Fantasy. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't grab that. I didn't understand that. 
So thank you for bringing that up because I missed it. It's good. <laughs> Over at itch.io, we have just more doors. This is a first-person puzzle game that just has you going through a bunch of doors, and it's very funny. Really? Yeah. Okay. Over at Steam, we have Brain Bread 2. This is a first-person horror, uh, survival horror shooter. Kind of like Resident... It, it, it harkens back to, like, uh, wanting to be, like, Resident Evil 2, but not the new one, but the PS2, with the PS1 version. Mm. Tank controls? Yep. Uh, I don't think it has direct tank controls, but it kind of looks like it a little bit, so... Mm. Okay. Those will be our freebies for the week. Uh... Guys, who just review bombed us over uh, over on iTunes? What it? What me. is this? Oh, we were doing so well. Oh, Alex, I think it's time to make some more phony accounts. Let's uh, take a break and fix this. We are back, back with the backlog blog where we play games that are a simulation of a simulation of oh shit. It's Saints Row 4 homework time. Yeah. That was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it better be good. I mean, I mean, it, it's Saints Row 4, so I was like, this is going to be, like, we probably are going to get pretty R-rated on this one. Well, I'd... that's why I'm on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have to bring the R rating in for Phil. I don't know. I feel like Alec a couple of weeks ago was just dropping f bombs left and right. Yeah, he was pretty spicy that week. Spicy. Um, also, just from the sh- from the jump, we gotta say shout out to High Voltage, right, Phil? Shout out to High Voltage. Shout out to uh, my buddy Roosevelt who worked on the game. Yeah, we actually did an interview with him. Mm, um, that's right. He, uh, he worked on the. I think he, I think he was part of the port team. Uh, I yeah. believe in that and uh, he, did, he did a lot of the graphics for like the, the presidential suite section and then uh, a lot of the DLC he did um, Get Out of Hell right uh, it was like Return of the Dominatrix oh. and uh, the Christmas one. Oh, I and, did see those yeah and the Christmas one yes so that was hilarious heavy spoilers inbound uh, I, I think we'll probably throw a spoiler warning in here but I mean if you're here you should definitely sit stay and listen to all of our our saints row 4 talk here so i assigned saints row 4 as homework because the other guys on the podcast um not necessarily into the sandbox game open world they're familiar with it from some of the other stuff that they played but when it comes to insanity uh craziness and just general hilarity I like to go to the Saints Row series. And, you know, it starts off kind of slow. It felt like uh, the first couple were more, I don't want to say a clone of Grand Theft Auto, but it developed a lot more character over the years, and it got in your face about it, and it's not sorry. And that's that's where I need my sandbox games to be. I don't need to drive for 45 minutes to do a quest. I need to be able to jump through a car window 
or grab somebody and physically like throw them 600 feet for no particular reason. Did did you notice that Joel that if you were to try to actually get in a car, there was mul- multiple varying animations that would do it? Yes. I did. I mean, eventually I didn't bother with cars. Mm-hmm. But for the brief moment at the start, I did come across that. There's some nice attention to detail that way. Uh, there's mm-hmm. also like a like a, a crotch kick or a crotch attack button. And I, I it, for me, I, I just wanted to say real quick, I just like the var- the variations and animations. Having, uh, having a, a crotch attack button did not mean you do the same thing. There was varying degrees of of this ability and I, I just like the fact that like the I just like the fact that I, I it, it didn't feel old every time I was like oh that's a new one I hadn't seen before that's pretty cool like I, I don't know the game kept that's what the game kept doing for me is that I overall just the overall tone for me felt like every time I was I would I would I would play it in like 15 minute half an hour chunks and each time I played I was generally surprised at what I was doing because it was crazy all right so I want a reaction i want like maybe a sentence doesn't have to be a full sentence i just want you to give me like a blurb about what you thought about your experience with saints row 4 and we'll start with phil um so my experience with saints row 4 and this is coming from actually a long time ago i didn't even know you had signed it as a homework i played this like a <laughs> long time ago and when alex told me that you guys were going to talk about it, i'm like i'm in I mean, I want that episode. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I mean, I was a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto series. And the original couple of games, yeah, were very GTA-like. And then as 3 and 4 came out, they were increasingly more bombastic. And my experience with 4 was I absolutely loved it from the jump. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun. Good, good. All right, bombastic and a, a love story is what I got out of that. All right, Joel, hit me. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Is that your thoughts on the game? Wow, that's a lot because I, you know what? I generally agree. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Alex. You're the the last one, so tell me uh, what your gut reaction was. I and uh, you said first uh, for video game homework. I low key was trying to be like Eddie. You should. We should pick a different game. We should probably pick a different game should probably pick a different game and then you pick this game still and i was just like well i don't i really don't want to play this and then i played it and i was like there i was i thought this was dumb and <laughs> when i when i was playing it i instantly thought like it wasn't like i was, I was the, 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 the the sentence was this is gonna be dumb to this is dumb as hell and i love every bit of it and i think that's kind of where i ended up i still i still am there I don't know if I want a hundred percent the game, but there, like, it's it's not uninstalled, and I beat it, and that's usually the first go-to. I roll credits, and then I hit the uninstall button. Uh, so I'm glad that you didn't, because you should definitely check out some of that DLC. Yes, 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 and that, that's what I. That's kind of what I mean. Is that like it's just it surprised me in every way, and I was very, and I was, and it kept doing that over and over and over. Um, and that's what I mean is that it just kept doing these different things that kept making me laugh or kept making me feel like, oh, okay, that just gave me like a hit of serotonin that I'm like into. Uh, I, I, and I had the weird experience of playing this with Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring all at the same time. So I was like 
in open world like i was just in these different environments every time and each game played so extremely difficult different mm-hmm. that's good that's the kind of experience i i tried to set up so that you would know like this game is by no means like i, I don't even think today that people think it's like a masterpiece but for everything that it's worth everything that it brings to the table it is a good fun and completely stupid game and that's what they were going for and i think that's a true mark of success so uh i'm glad that reactions are so positive uh i want to know the voice actor characters that you guys picked because the cast in this game is just star-studded even even the non-playable characters are still like big name actors that they were able to rope in and do this terry cruz yeah you got i mean we would run through the whole list but I well mean, hold on Keith i just have David a question is a character yeah he, he is himself <laughs> joel <laughs> yeah yeah joel, you liked wrestling at a point i uh i my ears perked up when i heard stone cold steve austin was coming back to to wrestle that, <laughs> okay the, the attitude you know arrows rowdy rowdy piper is yes okay well he's in this yeah he is really? but for, i i feel like for, joel for, is just about there like he's gonna is, get to that there, point <laughs> there's no reason for it though Isn't he just there? shows up and, and they say he goes i go where i'm needed end of <laughs> end of sentence that's what i mean is that like it just uh, it, it, and it just keeps happening throughout the game that that stuff just kept happening and there's no justification except for like I don't know. I'm not going to question this because it seems like it's pretty cool. That's what they I, kept saying. I, oh, this seems pretty cool. Okay. It all feels intentional too, though, right? Like it, it doesn't. Oh, yeah. It doesn't feel like oh well, uh, you know, we need somebody to come in who's recognizable. It's just like okay, what silly shit can we write in here? Okay, let's see if we can get him <laughs> into the recording booth for a little bit to write and to speak some lines like that. That seems like the track they went on. Mm-hmm. And they're not making fun of it. They're only celebrating. And that's what I think is like also awesome because like I don't know who that character is, but like he seemed like it made me hyped to be like think like I just kept thinking like that's awesome they got that guy and then I'd be like wait, I don't know who that guy is. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I'm hyped because it feels like they're celebrating him. And they're saying he's awesome and he's a legend and I'm like, "Oh, I guess I guess that makes sense to me." I but it's it just got me so hyped that that happened that I I really like I just I, I never felt like they were making fun of anything, except for themselves. You completely, completely hijacked it. I just <laughs> wanted to know which voice actor you picked. He, uh, I was uh, n- was it uh, no, no, Nolan North? Yeah, Nolan North. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I went with the same voice, but I had played Saints Row Three before, and he was also one of the options. So. Oh really. Yeah, I think in in Saints Row Three, I don't think there were as many options when it came to the voices or even. It was largely similar, though. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the same people returned. So, like when I did mines, I did like the 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 like the spicy Latina chick voice, mm. and that's that's how I built my character in Saints Row Three, just because I thought it'd be funny. You know, I, I made, it, made her like you know, five foot seven, just stacked in all the right places with that sassy Hispanic uh, voice, and the game just works so well that way. And then when it, I, I, re, I completely remade the same character for Saints Row Four, and it just worked. 
Like story wise, it worked. For Get Out of Hell, it worked. <laughs> uh, Joel, are you familiar with Nolan North? I think you explained it to me at one point. Yeah, he's Nathan Drake. He's uh, he's done um, uh, he was Deadpool and a bunch of stuff. Uh huh. All right, all right. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff for Sly Cooper. He's he's one of those big name voice actors, right? Yeah, yeah he was yeah. Uh, David in The Last of Us. Oh, okay. yeah, right. he's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't I don't remember what he's voice I chose. David. David, I think was his was the brother. Remember, was he was going to get in the Last of Us one. He was uh, Joel's brother that was going to get married. Was that I his think. name? I don't know that that was his name. I think you're trolling me right now. No, I could. I absolutely could be wrong. Okay, but I mean, for the voices that you're able to select, you got Troy Baker, uh, also big name voice actor Laura Bailey, who mm. was in Last of Us two. Uh, I believe she won. Uh, video game award a couple of years ago. Ellie. Yeah, uh, not not Ellie. Uh, she was the other the other character that everybody hates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nolan North. Uh, yeah, so just a crazy amount of talent for the character that you're able to select the voice for. Not to mention all the other characters that are in the game. So. Uh, Let's let's jump into favorite moment because this game is completely chock full of the craziest moments you could probably have in a video game. For me, the opening does it for me every time. Climbing on a missile that's flying towards the United States uh, while the the song from Armageddon is playing. <laughs> yeah, Aerosmith. Uh, don't want to so miss the thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was so good. They really do a real a good job of like they they licensed some music and they licensed the right music and they use it in these key moments that make it uh just yes. a a real strong punctuation. So and, and I swear it, that they added more songs because I played it on Switch this time and this the soundtrack seemed a little different for me. Newer songs hmm. on there. Licenses expire, yeah. so... What were going to say, Joel? Oh, uh, all, all I was going to say is that even that, that musical cue, like, they don't go all the way to make it a blatant spoof or homage. They just use something like that song to just evoke <laughs> that same mm-hmm. thought, you know? So it's it's very cleverly done. All right, so what, what uh, do you guys got? What do you guys got? Come on. Um, my favorite bit was when um, you're cr- when you get in the car, you're cruising around, and then they start singing um, uh, the Biz Marquis mm-hmm. song, and they're, they're they're doing the sing along, and then the alien jumps in to finish it, and the guys get all pissed off. It's like, oh hell no, he did not just step on Biz Marquis. I will kill that fool. I had me dying. Yep. God. That's pretty good. So the camaraderie between those two characters is something that's developed in the previous games, but it's like that scene is, or even that mission is kind of essential to developing the characters a little bit more. All right, Alex, what do you, what do you got? Absolutely. Um, there was a bl- there was a Metal Gear Solid uh, <laughs> spoof that mm. um, uh, the reason that made me laugh is because uh, Metal Gear Solid Two, the biggest technological leap that they mentioned was that you can shoot out the light bulbs 
and that and then you can use that for stealth uh and that becomes the joke throughout the entire bit with saints row was that they were trying like okay we're gonna do it the cia style he's like okay and she goes you're gonna stealth and he goes okay and he goes all right so i'm gonna kill this guy quietly and she goes no shoot out the light bulbs he goes i could i have a silencer i could just shoot him and he could be dead and she goes no shoot out the light bulb and then the next the next one she goes okay we're gonna do something a little different this time shoot out the light bulbs <laughs> that he also ha- like and whenever you kill somebody in the game there are these quips they throw, throw a little ad lib in there that's like automatically generated you know and in this one he did have quips where he would say like that light bulb had a family <laughs> stuff like that he they even made quips for him destroying light bulbs and i thought that was very clever yeah they have you hop in a box too a little bit yep, later you hop in a box yep. they get they do the exclamation point over people's heads that was very funny yeah yeah this game had so many awesome moments that it was spoofing so many things that and again it's all things that that we love and that they love because i mean you 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 spoof it because you love it and again, they weren't they weren't like like poor nature. They wasn't like making fun of. No, it. no. So what I'm saying is, it's, it's it's they they brought it in because it was a part it was a part of the game culture games that they just loved moments that they loved that they wanted to bring in and just have a little fun with it. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Joel. All right, you're, you're so the last man. The uh, the table states here. We haven't mentioned the story too much, but it's basically just like you know framework for what's happening uh you are the president and then an alien invasion happens you are then plugged into a matrix style alternate reality and you're basically trying to break out from the machine and take it back to the aliens there's at some point where after you have gotten freed and are on an alien spaceship the like leader alien who is this like big like sluggish looking monster bid asshole <laughs> just a real real jerk uh they blow up the earth and your your character says something like oh my god you just killed six billion people and then like right after you say that he only just goes flippantly whoops <laughs> <laughs> like he almost cut him off to say whoops and it's this really like snide and passive thing and it just it killed me there's yeah i feel said it really good there's just so many moments in this game i know that i could probably go on and on because a couple more things come to mind uh but we're gonna move over to i the mechanics of this game are different from any of the other sandbox at you know i i say that but then i'm thinking back and there's other games that you know it, it mirrors a little bit better um in some ways for example, prototype with uh, the powers that your character can have, or even uh, infamous, because in those games you, you're given a set of powers. In this one, you are also given a set of powers, and uh, I just want to know how you guys felt the powers impacted your play style. Because I, somebody already said, I think it was Joel, that you didn't feel like driving anywhere after a while. They just stack on top of each other. So, like in, in this Matrix style mm-hmm. world, they give you the super speed run, and then they give you the super jumps, mm-hmm. and then from there, mm-hmm. 
driving becomes meaningless. Like it is a total vanity project after that. If you want to just, you know, find cool cars and trick them out and have them in a garage, that's really the only practical reason you need to have a car at any point in this game. Because when you start running, you will make cars flip out and go to the wayside while you're going. If you do, the superhero like wind up and jump. Same kind of stuff happens, and then you're leaping halfway across a bridge. Uh, and the mo- that feels great. Like for someone like me who likes that kind of open world superheroish type stuff and these style of games, it works really well for me. I think you told me, Joel, that like one of the things that that a game can lose you on is if if actual traversal is not fun. Right. Feel is very important for open world for me. And it has to be something where it makes sense in context of the character, but also actually be fun. Uh, That's what I struggle with sometimes with GTA, is that I don't find the actual gameplay or or driving all that fun. It's very tedious. I agree. but, But in a game like this, one... There is some sort of like alert rating, but you can almost always get out of it either by driving well enough or just getting out of the car and fucking off by running away. Uh, <laughs> so like, and then being able to leap building from building feels good. It feels pretty damn good, and you can boost it with upgrades. Uh, from a combat standpoint, they give you all sorts of toys to to play with like uh they got a good array of normal guns plus some alien laser blasters shooter type stuff did uh, you, did oh, you no, use, no 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 you can't skip over that one use the, that's the alien abduction uh, gun <laughs> did you use the dubstep gun no i, I didn't oh that it was one of my that's favorite ones one. towards the end yeah yes yeah. i can i yeah. say that i found um how did you get more more guns or change them buy them okay yeah, a shop i never ever ever <laughs> went to a store <laughs> so i, mean, I actually so that was like that's that, an experience that, was, that you can have yeah, yeah that I, was kind of like a that was a little bit of like of a it, i don't want to say it was a frustration but I, I felt like that for me was the weakest point of the game was but that obviously that is a me problem, and I never held it against the game because I act, I obviously had a really great time with it. But I will say that like I, that was the thing I kept thinking was like, man, these guns sure do suck. You like, know, guns. There's a lot of little things game. you can miss. So, there's a lot of little things you can miss. You can. The problem with that, Alex, is that you can upgrade the guns in like five different aspects. So you see, have I to, only mm-hmm. got. I only got like you could have double-handed like double like you could have double like, double Uzis, so you go and you could have more ammo. Go to the weapon store and then you can upgrade the damage. You can upgrade the the clip. The oh the accuracy, the range. Yeah, see, I just kind of wanted to keep running, keep like jumping from building to building. I never wanted to and stop and go into a shop. That's the only bad part about the superpowers. I mean. The, the 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 developers who made this game actually did a lot of work in a lot of the little details, especially. And one of the subsections is the guns and the upgrade ability and all the things that you can do to trick out your character and your uh, combat ability. And especially when it comes to vehicles, the fact that you could modify the vehicles and then build up your own little, um, you know, your own little. Um, you know, garage arsenal of, of pretty cool cars and then trick them out the way you want and, you know, give them certain colors and change the horns. And actually the driving mechanics are actually pretty darn good for an open world uh, sandbox. I mean, like from, um, you know, from like a, a standpoint of even like 
you, you think of like an actual racing game it's not quite near, near, it's not like that but it's it's actually pretty darn good you know considering that that wasn't the focus of the game and uh while the superpowers were great you know the running because all I mean, he's and joel's right after a certain point you just kind of bugger off with the cars and you know you're running you, you're running like the flash you jump super high and then you just coast you float the rest of the city you know it's like there's no point in driving the cars but if you do stop and you know and partake in some of the little things like collecting cars and doing the modifications and doing like the armor and stuff it's actually pretty cool yeah and, and like you know and that kind of goes along with like oh you can call in your homies but i never did that and I know I that I know what the benefits were. I knew what people were doing, what they did. I got I did loyalty missions, so they had superpowers. But um, I don't know for some reason I just I, it it felt weird to like the game felt like it wanted me to just keep moving and to stop and slow down and do all of that stuff felt like it was counterintuitive to what the game was trying to tell me to do. And I'm not. And again, I won't blame the game because I, I understand that's a me thing. But I do. That's how I felt playing it. Was I felt like slowing down was a fool's errand. That was fun. I'd I'd call in the homies all the time. I, I think for me it was just like I I wanted to keep going towards the main storyline stuff. I mean, I mean, some of these games, uh, for me to go onto the side quest stuff, it either has to be like a I'm so enraptured by this I need to pick off every bite of the bone for something like spider-man or something where it is story relevant stuff that i really want to flesh things out in and uh not having much back history with the series i just wanted to see where the story took me and what more crazy stuff was going to happen so mm -hmm. that that's what drove me towards just focusing on the main arc i will say that like that side stuff gets real crazy it's entertaining it gets real crazy as well yep so uh one of the things that you know alex mentioned that he didn't really visit any of the weapon stores but you there were many games that you had to do in order to unlock access to those stores uh, this game and one of the things that he told me is like you open that mini map or the the map and there it's just littered with icons everywhere and you can run for or you can walk in a direction for a couple of feet and it feels like you'll just hit something that is optional for you to do so uh, you don't have to like go too too far into detail but i would like to hear from you guys what things that you enjoyed about that or you didn't particularly enjoy about being overwhelmed with options What were those things that you picked up along the way that helped you upgrade stuff? It was like data cubes. Data cubes, yeah, something the, like that. Like the other weird In terms of side stuff, that's what I did the most of, was just trying to hop around and find those. But again, that was baked into the exploration aspect of it and how it felt so good. Uh, I had decision paralysis from the <laughs> side mission stuff with how much was on screen. I think it's part of what led me into focusing on the, the main story beats. Uh, but that was my experience. I think that um, that uh, I feel like uh, when I did dive into the side stuff, I found that there were it was kind of hit or miss with some of the activities, uh, and and I just kind of uh, and I talked to uh, Joel a little bit just because I know that he's not like engaging with the side stuff as much. But there's like uh, Jackass style mini game where hmm. you are trying to 
uh, you basically your your body just kind of goes limp, and the idea is that you get slight movement. Like um, I can't remember what racing game it was, but you could like toss a body, and you have to, like slight motion control to kind of get it to bounce. So the uh, ragdoll physics game. Ragdoll physics, yeah. yeah. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. But the idea was that you're trying to cause as much uh, insurance uh, damage as possible. Fraud. Insurance fraud. Yeah. <laughs> insurance fraud. And I actually I didn't like that because I did. it took me a while to understand what I was doing or how to do it better. I did get it, uh, I, and I did complete a couple of those. But um, I think that, for me, I think I liked the races where you're just speeding through the city on an obstacle course was, was that, I think, like the the pinnacle for me hmm. what about you phil yeah I, I actually for me actually the my favorite was probably the uh, insurance fraud one just because i've actually figured it out pretty quickly and i got to the point where i could like chain several co- like several uh contacts like i would find a, a busy intersection and i would clip one car then clip the next and clip the next and clip the next and go flying up and then I'd be spinning around like, okay, where's the next line? Here it comes, here it comes. Clip, clip, clip. I'm just bouncing off of cars. And I was just racking up so much money. It was hilarious. And then when he finally landed, it wasn't because I missed the cars, because I was laughing so hard that I missed it. Getty, do you have a favorite uh, side quest minigame? You know, I was really particular to the combat ones. You could go to a certain point and take out the enemies and then sometimes it would spawn a like a boss creature that you would have to take out in order to free that point um the racing ones were kind of fun but i think there was an arena like an arena tv show uh, where you had to like fight your fight people to the death on a television show yeah that was kind of wacky i didn't do that one too much but that one yeah the obstacle course one yeah unlocks towards the end of the game so some of the the main story missions have you do with these adventures or side uh, items just uh just to get a taste for it introduce you and then you can go through and do it if you so choose but it's There's also hacking mini games and stuff Hacking minigames are pretty quick. I felt like I was able to knock out most of them. I finished the game with like 76%. So, hmm. I this is a lot of fun. It definitely sounds like everybody had overall positive experiences with it. So, I won't uh, keep us too much longer. I will ask everybody to present their final scoring for the game for your homework. D- we grade it right A through uh, F. I thought we did S. Oh, we did S. F. Oh yeah, this is this is an S tier for me. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I've talked about this uh, outside of our podcast group to no less. If than six Keith people. David showed up behind me and hit me with a goddamn chair, I would not be as surprised as I am right now. <laughs> Again, I've talked to no less than six people about this game outside of this group uh making my partner watch the introduction to this game yes (laughs) and the and the ending she saw the ending as well all right i i don't know who else to ask (laughs) i'm still floored by that wow joel what would you say i'll give it an a uh i i think that it's a lot of fun it's 
not high art, but that's not what it should be. It knows what it is and plays that very well. And I think it's a kind of sandbox game that has a real versatility where you could go balls to the wall, just jump around as a hero. You could choose to drive around and work about as well until you get to the combat sequences. It, it, it allows that, and then it's wrapped in all this great humor. So definitely a game worth playing. Phil? I'm going I'm going S rank. I mean, this is a classic. Uh, Saints Row 4 is a classic up there with things like GTA 5 in the same way it was a classic, you know, in, in its own way. You know, but there are a lot of aspects that, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It had fun with the material it was using and, you know, it it knew what it was drawing from. It knew its its uh its audience and it just nailed almost every aspect like from the music to the gameplay to like again the little details you know the, the car driving stuff the upgrading your weapons and, it, and then you then you then you talk about the dlcs and the dlcs were just downright batshit hilarious mm. you know I, I it's very few games that i have that kind of fun with that you know it, it's it's definitely sticks in my mind for a very long time all right yep i'm i'm in the same boat with joel i definitely gave it an a i love this game so much there's some things i could say that i probably have a gripe with but nothing that is so major that it would cause me to have a negative experience with it it's it's a big game if you wanted to sit and focus on this game for a long time you certainly can uh so uh, yeah it's uh it's really worth a playthrough i'm excited to see what they do with uh revisiting saints row but the story up until this until this point it felt complete and uh, i think that's what they were going for and it was a lot of fun seeing where the saints uh what is it the the fourth street saints or the third street saints go from uh small beginnings to owning a business conglomerate to president of the united states and everything in between so I mean, I mean, they if if you play the DLC, they end up traveling uh, the uh, the Get Out of Hell mini game DLC. It ends with them being able to go back in time. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're pretty much they, like there there is no other place to go. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, the games moving forward. Exciting that they're going to revisit. I'm I'm hesitant and scared, but I think. I don't know. If you guys had a good experience with this game, then I think Super GG Radio has to recommend that you get off of your butt and go get Saints Row 4. <laughs> I mean, I'm it. looking at Saints Row 3 right now. It's That one's also really fun in a, mm-hmm. a wackadoo kind of way. I have, I have no doubt. And uh, Shout out and rest in peace to Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, yeah. He was one of the voices on... I, three and didn't get the chance to reprise it on four as he was replaced but by you terry did get Cruz. that terry Cruz. yeah but you did get that that uh that touching uh the song rendition of the biz Marquis song at the end oh is that, uh, what that is? when their credits are doing yeah because they're doing they're doing everybody was singing it because everybody had to do their own vocals so they were all singing it and you get a, a little tr- track with uh, all the whole everybody all the voices mm-hmm. singing and michael clark duncan is there oh, okay it wasn't uh biz Marquis, it was um this is how we do it no, 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 no. It was they were singing. Oh, did they do that when uh, it was just a friend? Credits. Yeah, because I know they did. Um, this is how we do it as well, where they were all karaokeing, and that was also phenomenal. 
Yeah, no, the, but the, the, it was the last one that had uh, Michael Clark Duncan's voice, and I gotta say, that almost brought a tear to my eye. Making us feel and shit. Mm-hmm. Well, Getty, your reign of terror is over. I know. And now my reign of terror is up. Who's next? Do we get a break? Do you, nope. Well, no, no, no. We definitely get a break. I'm gonna get, we're gonna give a break, but I already know what my what my homework is. Okay, so, so. Uh, the idea is that we need to finish out the month of Smarch, and then you can Lousy present to us brother. your video game homework. Okay, that's fine. And uh, I would say I would even say we don't have to do it for another two months if you don't want to do it. Oh, I just really? already know what the the game is, so. Well, let's play it by ear. If it looks like things are slowing down, then we can jump in and discuss. We have plenty of games to play. Apparently, no matter how hard you try, they keep putting out more stuff. Yeah, Kirby's coming out. Um, Triangle Strategy came out. It's crazy. It's just so so um, much content. You got uh, you're gonna you're gonna dip into chaos. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for. Uh, I guess we'll transition over to one last thing. Uh, one last thing. This week is brought to you by Elden Ring Game of the Year 2022. Joel agrees. <laughs> All right. So my one last thing is that I am looking forward to picking up Stranger of Paradise. Uh, Stranger com- of Paradise, yeah. Comes out on Friday. We're recording the podcast early this week uh, due to the scheduling conflict, but I am I'm ready. I got my PlayStation 5 all set up. going to run out after work install it and then hopefully get to play it a little bit over the weekend how about you alex what do you got for your one last thing um scheduling conflict i'm going to see the uh the rapper amine uh i got a friend in town uh i'm gonna go to that that'll be a blast uh but i i started uh pocket dungeon uh, shovel knight pocket dungeon and i said man i don't really want to play this i'm not in the mood for this but it's definitely something i've had it in my backlog that i need to just try and then i started playing it and then two hours later, I was like, man, I should probably pay attention to other things. Cause this game's pretty good. <laughs> That's how it happens. Dip your toes yeah, in and very then you got to jump all the way in. It's got the perfect, like, hey, let me try this one more time. All right. We'll have to revisit soon. Joel? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Record of Lodos War, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth. <laughs> which is maybe one of my favorite games this year so far while also having like the most incomprehensible name I've seen in a long time. <laughs> you know that's uh, a long Billy, didn't you recommend that like a for? long tradition of games. Yes, like, I this did. is a series like an, a loose series that's been going on for a very long time. Yeah, the anime record of Lotus War, I love it. I'm a big fan of it. I'm hmm. I <laughs> that the the words that they assemble together in one title don't yes, don't jive for I, me. <laughs> it's it's a great Metroidvania game. I won't go into details now because I'm I'm sure we'll touch back on it later. But right. you're gonna put it on the beat list? Yeah, it's gonna dip there. The infamous beat list that caused yelling at each other earlier today. Just and- reference the fact that that is becoming weaponized now. And I'm I'm all for it. Getty says we should, or Joel says we should just weaponize it and use it to be against each other. You, Joel, you no, been Joel said that, it. and then I said, "Hey, Joel, it seems like you're the only one who wasn't doing this." Me and Getty have been doing this the whole time. I, it's been it's been as- asynchronous warfare the entire time. Got it. Don't know yeah. what he's talking right. about. I go my own speed. I play whatever games I want, and then everybody gets upset. 
<laughs> you play way too many of them. Specifically Alex, but that's not what this is about. It's about Phil's one last thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I finally finished the campaign for Blood Bowl 2. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to get back... I'm going to have to get back on uh, the uh, Deedless Labyrinth uh, before I jump on uh, F1 2020. Mm-hmm. A lot of games queued have up. Have that fun. That yep. fun. Fun. It's tons of fun. Uh, uh. <laughs> what do the kids say? Cringy? Okay. <laughs> I, 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 feel, I feel like this is another situation where we're like two generations of slain behind <laughs> exactly i think kids still say ratioed but that one i have to google oh don't use google, <laughs> google. nope get out of here i uh, i think we need to we're, we're moving out of here all right and that'll be it for this week's episode of super gg radio before we go you can find us on twitter at super gg radio and twitch.tv slash super gg radio where we Alex will be streaming on Mondays. I'm back, baby, and I gotta figure out what I want to stream. Um, I got the backlogs uh, for days, but I also got Elden Ring for days. So Elden uh, Ring. it's gonna be a toss up between the Elden backlog and Elden Ring. Ring. Game of the year, <laughs> 2022. <laughs> and then um, Joel is where you at? Joel, where you at? What you on? Uh, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> the, nice. the last you and Kelly I, don't got a new project? No, we're, Kirby. We're we have the continued misadventure of no, uh, new Kirby. New comes Kirby. Out next week. Maybe new Kirby will be it. We we've yep. been having ongoing misadventures with our uh, home improvement project. So, uh, okay. I'll, I'll get back there. Yeah, and then uh, I'm gonna buy Getty and Elgato to get him streaming. I don't think that people want to look at me. I mean, look at this this stash. You see it's how wonderful. many buttons I undid on my shirt tonight? Oh God, no! I'm glad we're not <laughs> we're not on Twitch. They'd get banned. And we wouldn't get banned. I've seen if if there I've are hot tub the girl gamers, do. then <laughs> yeah. If we, somebody wants to sub us so that I can do push-ups or whatever they're doing now, then fine, whatever. Push-up club. All right, uh, we're on hiatus from streaming our podcast on Twitch. We will be back eventually, so keep an ear open for us on the podcasting app of your choice so if you'd like to reach us with questions or input our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on itunes or the no really please go on to itunes and rate our show thank you <laughs> also check out our youtube channel and like and subscribe we just did a beta breakdown of spider heck oh spider heck it was a good one. Oh heck spoilers i won <clears throat> yeah you did <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Thank you for being here. And uh, GG Joel. Good game. GG Phil. Good game. And good game, Alex. GG Getty. Good night.